Blistered Gums Children's Chewing Tobacco presents a Team 2 production, The Ivory Microphone. The date, 1900 and something. The place, Anywhere USA. I'd been on the case for three months without even a whiff of a scent of an odor. I knew Dame Deborah was trouble when she first entered my office, but within minutes, there I was, accepting her offer against my better judgment to find that most elusive of treasures, the ivory microphone. I was headed toward a local speakeasy on a tip from a real alabaster avocado, the type of man I wouldn't typically give three shakes of a Winnebago towards, but I was desperate. The place was called the Golden Lamb, but as I looked across the tables packed with ornate silverware and strong libations, all I saw was wolves. I was looking for a bartender, known around these parts as Father Goose. But I knew better. The man's real name was Trip. I had neither the heart nor the stones to tell him that his 25-year-old daughter recently graduated from a prestigious college with a master's and hard up to pay down the accompanying debt had given him up, but he'd be proud to know she didn't come cheap. Her student loans would be taken care of long before the lender had a chance to collect any interest. Hey there, pal. What'll it be? What I'd like, sir, is a long, tall glass of ice-cold truth. Hard to come by in these parts. Maybe you know a little something about microphones. Learned a lot about them while spinning Donna summer records on Mix 105 back in the 90s when people still had good taste. I found it odd that he equated the 90s with Donna Summer, but decided to let it pass. Take any lessons of the ivory variety? The only ivory I'm familiar with is the coast. Ever been to West Africa? Been there more than 25 times myself. Each time to see the Beach Boys. Great band, even better live. I can tell old Trip was staying tight-lipped on the matter. Time to work another angle. You take care of yourself, Trip. That's Father Goose to you. My next stop was the Smoking Ace. I'd gotten a tip that a fast-jiving poker chip named Sean Allred handled trumpet for the band. Just my good fortune, they'd be walking off stage the moment I came snooping around. Sometimes, Lady Luck finds it in her heart to do you a solid. Mr. Allred, may I have a moment of your time? Listen, pal, whatever you're selling, now is not the time. I got two kids waiting up for their dad, and their dad doesn't wish to disappoint. Fair enough. I'll make this brief. A little bird told me you know something about ivory. Sounds like your avian friend has his info mixed up. Now listen, you really gonna sit there with a square face and tell me you didn't do a little hunting over there in Alaska? Before you hopped in a plane to jet set for warmer climates in Hawaii? Uh... Listen here, Buster. You're gonna tell me what I want to know, or else I'm gonna march into your house and destroy every last one of those brass instruments you've been playing with for the last 25 years! Listen, I don't have it. The ivory microphone. Is that what you're looking for, right? You betcha! Now make like a choir boy that just swallowed a canary. You understand what I'm saying? I'm... I'm sorry. I, I really don't. I'm telling you to sing, kid! Well, uh... Don't make me smash the tuba, son. You know I'll do it. Casey, okay? His name is Casey. You can find him at the International Airport, Gate 13. He's probably catching a plane out of the country as we speak. Casey, eh? Well, this Casey got a last name. I don't know. Probably. I mean, don't we all have last names? Indeed. Don't we all have last names? Cheapskate. The International Airport. 
home to the highest of the highs and the lowest of the lows. The great equalizer in the sky, where pimps and hoodlums travel alongside business magnets and creative entrepreneurs. As I made my way to gate 13, it was obvious who Casey was. No one else would disguise themselves to look exactly like our nation's 35th president. You know, not many men would go through life dressed as John Fitzgerald Kennedy. What can I say? I played him once in a grade school play. Everyone loved the performance, so I just kind of stuck with it. Can't say it's hurt me with the ladies. Now let's cut through the BS, Casey. You're a whiz at basic math, so you know how much the microphone is worth. Hand it over! If I knew how much it's worth, then why would I so easily give it up? Because for as much as you may love that microphone, I know for a fact that you love the 200 laser discs I have sitting in my trash compactor back home a whole lot more! My laser discs? Where did you get those? Never mind that. What's important is that as long as you hand over the ivory microphone, not a single piece of your precious, antiquated technology has to be destroyed. You're a cold man, Bogey. A cold, treacherous man. I'm a man who gets results, see? Now tell me what I want to know. <laughs> you fool. You think I have it? It was never in my possession. Do you remember Dame Deborah that came into your office? The one that set you up to look for the ivory microphone? Well, she's got a husband. I suggest you pay him a visit. So, Deborah's got a husband. Just like an Ouroboros, the snake always comes back around to swallow its own tail. You know, most people take dogs out for late night walks in the park. Not cats. I guess I'm not most people. Jason Peters, husband to Dame Deborah. I should have known. How else were you going to finance that little feature film of yours? The film is called Toast, thank you very much, and it's been rejected by over 30 film festivals, I'll have you know. I'll sell it to you for pennies on the dollar if you want. And the ivory microphone? Can I get that at a discount? <laughs> not a chance! I haven't made a living in sales for over 12 years by making bad business decisions. And what about that little book publishing company of yours, Aberrant Literature? I heard you've never made so much as a dime. Sounds like pretty bad business to me. That's a creative venture, okay? It's designed to lose money. That's not the song you were singing seven years ago. <sighs> Look, I don't have the... Cool it! There's no reason this has to end badly. I know the ivory microphone is in that pack you got strapped to your back there, so just hand it over. You'll never catch me alive, bogey! That's what I was afraid of. And that's how I came to be in possession of the ivory microphone. And now that I sit here, holding it in the palms of my hands, I'm faced with one hell of a dilemma. Hand it over to the newly widowed Dame Deborah, or keep it for my very own. I suppose time and my whims will tell. The Ivory Microphone, presented by Blistered Gums Children's Chewing Tobacco.